Good evening, good morning, and good night, and welcome to the Passable Podcast. Today I'm joined by the scum of the earth, horrible man, tyrant to many, Ayush Kakar. Nice to meet you, buddy. That's me, I am the tyrant. He is the tyrant. Today we've got, we've got a myriad of delicious and delectable topics, including Rishi Sunak and the economy and the spending to help fix the coronavirus. Um, to help fix the entire virus. To fix it. He's going to, He's going to cure, throw money at people. He's going to cure it with money. Good for him. Um, he's going to talk about like pedophiles, but like they're bad, obviously. But like, no, 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 no. Like, let, let me explain. Let me explain. Like, as in, there's been a lot of people being cancelled on the internet and etc. And we want to just talk about what's going on with all that because it's crazy to see some people that were like trusted in their respective communities be exposed yeah. to be such horrible, deceptive, disgusting people. You know. Well, we're going to talk about like the pros and cons of cancel culture, I guess. <laughs> I thought you were about to say the like, pros and cons of pedophiles, and I was no, <laughs> you're going to be rascal and cancelled. No, don't worry. Yeah, um, we'll talk about can- we'll talk about cancel culture in general because there's like, you know, there's a lot going on. And yeah, like it's hard to draw a line. Obviously, some people deserve it, like all these disgusting people. But there's also places where people have sort of jumped the gun a bit. We'll get we'll get into it later anyway. Yeah. Um, let's kick it off talking about Rishi Sunak. So, um, today, uh, um, the man himself. Big old Chancellor Sunak has announced an additional thirty billion pound stimulus into the gov- uh, from the government into the economy um, yeah. to help with employment. You want, you want to just hit a few hit a few key key points, Aish? Well, um, just I'm, I'm just going to start off by giving my opinion on it because I Go just think it. it's a little. It's, I just think it's a little weird that a conservative government is sort of chucking money at people just because, like you know, right wingism. It's typically, you know, classical economics, where yeah. sort of they just let the free market do what it does. Yeah, let the let the country fix itself over time, you know. Yeah, so I just think it's weird that like the chancellor from a conservative government is like throwing money at people just to fix the economy. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's like traditionally, like obviously people complain about it a lot of austerity in the Conservative Party since two thousand eleven, like nine years of austerity. Yeah from the Conservatives trying to pay off debt that the Labour government and previous governments had, have, had accrued. Accumulated. Yeah. Just just to then shit out a load of money nine years later and sort of undo all the... I say progress, you know, that, that's debatable. Like, all of the all of the reduction of the debt they've worked on. Um, I mean, that kind of works out for me because I wasn't here for six years of the nine years of, of austerity bitch. measures. We saved money and then you arrive again <laughs> and we just give it all back to you. God yeah. damn it, man. So... Um, you monster, Aish. I can't believe you caused the coronavirus. You scum. You heard it for first. Man, you me? really... Have I done something to you? You just really want to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll find out next episode. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what about you? What do you think of it? Um, well, I'm just, I'm just going to hit a few key points first and sort of talk about how I think about them like individually. Right, yeah, like, it's easy, it. easy to say something's good or bad and throw out some points. Mm-hmm. Um... So let's jump in. For they're giving money to people to potentially spend in local businesses that have been yeah. hit by the coronavirus. So people that have struggled, like hospitality, so like restaurants, bars, pubs, uh, like like face to face shops that have been closed. You know, like town centres, like cafes and, and stuff. Yeah. Cafes, yeah, perfect. Literally, all those sorts of things that we've missed. Every kind of shop you haven't walked into the last three months, they want to send you back in there with five hundred pounds and let you go nuts. To sort of uh, like stimulate the market, get people, you know, like more more demand, more shifts, more work, more jobs, mm-hmm. more money being yeah. spent, more money being made, mate. Honestly, I personally think it'd be great for me. 
in it from a completely selfish standpoint because I you know when I'm at uni I like going out to like you know like restaurants and pubs have a good time um, so yeah, that, I see that what would you help mean. me pay for that. And this is just completely from a selfish standpoint. I'm not even talking about the economy. It's just like I wouldn't mind 500 quid. I don't think anyone I know anyone who wouldn't mind 500 quid. But like now that I think about it a little bit more, mm-hmm. I do see how it benefits like right wingism to you know give out 500 pound vouchers to everyone. How so? Just because like so a lot of high street shops are like multinationals, aren't they? Yeah, stuff like so, H&M and stuff. You know. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if. Your entire five hundred pound goes to like H and M, Zara, Top Man. Yeah, and it just leaves like, the country instantly. Well, not even leave the country. It's just like that. Then, like, sort of helps them out in the sense that they could scale up and do more of like the fast fashion practices. You know, as we were talking about cancel culture, it sort of ties in because, um, Boo-hoo. you know, fast fashion. Yeah, H and M, Primark, all these places are known for fast fashion. And obviously that involves a lot of, you know, low paying jobs with awful um, working conditions. Yeah. As much as um, I feel like all these companies claim that they're working their hardest to, you know, supply fair pay and equal rights and human rights being met. it Like there's two things. I'll, I'll say one point in defense of them in that it's so difficult to manage that across the world with so many people. But I'll, I'll also say that I don't think they're trying as much as they claim they are. <laughs> Yeah, I just think that, you know, getting a £2 top from Primark is nearly impossible without you know, um, someone getting unethical practices. Way, yeah. yeah, I try not to buy like Primark stuff anymore. Like, I, I'm not to the point of, like, full cancelling of fast fashion. Because in the end of the day, like, it is I, I kind of need it. Yeah. You know, it's like, if I need a white t-shirt, then I can get a white t-shirt, it's no big deal. I'm, I'm wearing one right now. But I, I, I would try, in, I try in the future now to buy less but more quality clothing like instead of buying a load of jeans yeah, from H&M, no, I get what you mean I've like gone and bought some like Levi's and stuff that will last me for years and they'll obviously like better pay down down the line to all the workers hopefully um, yeah I get what you mean and like, instead of just like going into like Primark and buying five t-shirts I'll look on online and try and find some decent ones that you know yeah just help, helping out reduce waste and not pay into these schemes where people aren't treated so well but yeah coming back to like how yeah. It in a sense like it's cut co- it's like covered as like a left wing thing, but in the end it is helping the bigger businesses. Like it, he said he's gonna sort of make the voucher so that you could spend it on high street shops, but say there's like you know, a little boutique or something that yeah. like someone wants to go shop at, how are you gonna make sure that they get the voucher and yeah. that like that's sort of standardized? Well, as know? much as like recently people are saying, Oh, trust the public Let's face it, you look outside, look at, look at Brighton <laughs> Beach, we cannot trust the public. No. But uh, to some extent, I think we sort of have to, in these situations, say, please try and spend it where it will help. And just hammer that home that the reason we have this money is not to abuse it and go to curry, like curries or something and buy, like, like people show up and go buy a new TV and shit. That's not really going to help the economy as much as if you go to, like, a cafe, you know, like twice a week for the next couple of months you know, with the friends and like, uh, spend there or like go to local shops, you know, you know, there's, there's more, there's better places to spend it that will really impact the people working there much better. Yeah. I sort of just have like sort of two things to say about this. Mm-hmm. One is that like, I've sort of realized that like, if you're like, if when it comes down to an individual level, if you ask someone where they're going to spend the voucher, they're going to say like, 
oh, I'll spend it out like an indiv- like a like a family-owned cafe or something like that. Yeah. But when it comes to like looking at the public as a whole, people sort of like you can't trust people just because it's sort yeah. of like prisoner's dilemma, you know? Yeah, for for those for those listening, um, prisoner's dilemma is like it's studying collusion, so how people how people work together. Yeah, I, I don't really know how, how that applies to this though. I, I want I want you to tell me, tell me. So, say we all. Well, it's not okay. So I'll I'll take another example. So you know, mm-hmm. the whole pollution thing. Yeah. It's like everybody could get like smart cars or like you know electric cars, um, fuel efficient and everything. But then, say everyone does that, and then there's like one or two people who get like a really high end but really like fuel consuming car. Yeah. Obviously, they're gonna have like the better car, better than everyone else, mm-hmm. or like more luxurious or whatever. And everyone else is gonna have like a standard, you yeah. know, electric car. I suppose it's like the same as with like masks. It, like, yeah. Like probably better, better example. And that if I wear a mask and you don't wear a mask the like the risk of transmission between us is much higher than if we both wear masks yeah but also it, like the jump is less incremental it's not like zero like a hundred percent danger with no masks 50 with one mask zero with another yeah the returns are higher for the more people wearing masks yeah so it's like i could just be like well i know everyone else is going to wear a mask like so i don't really matter to. if i wear one but yeah then, and if but, everyone but has that mentality everyone steps outside and says Oh, everyone else is going to spend their money independence. I want a new TV, and then they yeah, they exactly. show up, and everyone's done the same thing, and it's just become counterproductive. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. I see. So what I you just mean. think you just in, others to in be that good. sense. Yeah, it's like I I like to think that when I get when if we get this five hundred pounds, like I think I want to save it and spend it all in hospitality, so like food and drink. Mm. Yeah. Because but then, then again, also, that's a, like a yeah. I'll, sorry, go I'll on. get bored and then I'll buy some stupid like technology stuff. Like I'll buy like computer stuff or whatever. Like you, you know, I, I can't I can't really think of anything at the moment that I would particularly want. But like I'm sure my like I'll be like, oh hey, I could do with some new like I don't need any but like new headphones or whatever. Like yeah, back, but I've got the money. But I I I will, I will have myself to high standards of hoping that I can try and spend it all in hospitality because that does that is probably where it will help the most like directly. Yeah, because they were talking about um how sixteen to twenty four year olds are like at the highest risk of being um long term unemployed. Yeah. So like I feel like a lot of sixteen to twenty four year olds are in hospitality and yeah. I just feel like I mean, as yeah, one you of are. them. I think all yeah. of our staff besides management are in that age bracket there. Yeah, there's like I don't think I've seen that many sixteen to twenty four year olds in retail, you know? Like as of recently, I just don't know why I feel like. Yeah, I feel like they're the easiest ones to let go of, because you yeah. know that, you know they were going to go. Out, like okay, if, if you have someone who's forty working at a supermarket, they probably worked there five six years, mm-hmm. uh, at the minimum. You know, just at, like average wise. Yeah. But if they're if they're twenty one, they could have only worked there for maybe like four years at the most, and it's more likely going to be like one to two years. Yeah. So you don't feel as. Attached so you might as well them. let go of them. And like and like ones that you know will be going to university soon or like moving, you know, your young life is much more turbulent. Yeah, right. So it's more it's it's more impactful to get rid of older people than younger people because younger people bounce back easier and are more likely to have been there for less time and leave. Yeah, you sooner. could do a lot more with your life, like yeah. when you're twenty one. You know, mm-hmm. like when you're forty, you're sort of set in your ways, I guess. Yeah, like you can easily get trapped in like. Uh, like an example, my dad was speaking to me about is that when he used to work, he used to work at Sainsbury's when he was younger, 
um, his boss um, said that like because he was thinking about staying there because he got offered like a promotion from like yeah. a normal a normal person like a normal just like shop floor person up and he was like his boss like warned him was like you take that promotion and then you feel like you're invested and you're making good money and before you know it you're like late 20s and the career progression slows and slows and you get into your 30s or 40s or whatever and there's no progression and you're just stuck in an industry and you spent too long there so you can't really get out yeah it's too late to start another career yeah no so i guess in that sense you know it's easy to get rid of young people really isn't it yeah, but like in the sense that these vouchers and like really, really need to be directed to the right places. Yeah. So, I, I, mean, I don't know how probably... they're going to make sure that. I I don't know how they're going to make sure that happens. Yeah, you know? it's it's going to be a difficult one, but I, f- I feel like it's doable, and I feel like a lot of people will spend the money down the pub. <laughs> also, I feel like these vouchers could lead to a spike in um the rate of people who have it. Uh yeah, because yeah. It, yeah, it forces because, people out. Yeah, because you it it isn't like a stimulus voucher to like ASOS or Boohoo. You know, you have to go out and spend and, money. Yeah, and spend stuff. Well, I, I, that brings on to another part of his his policy that I want to talk about. He's talking about giving discounts on f- uh, food and non-alcoholic drink purchases, fifty percent yeah. up to ten pound a customer. Yeah. So that means if I went to like. Like a, a local pizza restaurant, like think like Pizza Express, Pizza Hut, but like a local one, whatever. Yeah. I could spend six pound instead of twelve on a large pizza to have for dinner or something or whatever. Yeah, which is good because it encourages people to get back in the restaurants, and which is fantastic because you know I, I know I know people who work in restaurants and stuff, and I know it's a bad time to work in restaurants. Like you know, there's less customers, there's less whatever. Um, but then also you have the same problem of you're gonna overcrowd restaurants now. And then when it's telling yeah. me that this won't cause a risk of an increase in coronavirus. I mean, look at Texas. Texas opened up all their shit and we're like, we're back open, boys. Texas is back. And then three <laughs> days later, I had to close it because of, of a massive spike in cases. Yeah, well, so that's what I mean. It's just like with food, especially where hygiene's like para- of paramount importance. Yeah. Like how you're going to control people not sneezing like, everywhere. Yeah, if, I, if I go into Asda and I, I grab like a bag of crisps and I take it through self-checkout or give it to a checkout person i can see everyone who's touched it but yeah. if, I, if i go up to a bar or a waiter comes up to my table and i say let me get burger with fry i don't know yeah. who's touched it i don't know how many people are in that kitchen i don't know how clean that kitchen is i can't see it and it's brought over to me and and like is the plate clean is the cutlery clean there's so many more variables that you can't really you sort of have to just put it you have to put your trust in those around you and hope that they are responsible you know J. Kenji Lopez? I think I've talked about him before. No. He's like this YouTube guy who owns a restaurant. He's like a pretty good chef slash okay. food scientist. He was talking about like how when you order food, at least one person's hands have been in it, if not like two or three. Yeah, I said it's fair. From yeah, my experience. And also like restaurants that use gloves don't change their gloves often enough. So mm. like you're better off going to a restaurant that doesn't use gloves because they I like think wash their hands all the time. Yeah. To be honest, I, the idea of gloves is that they're clean in your hands. But really, if you've wiped a glove on, on your skin, around your nose, around your mouth, it, it is then just as dirty as your hands at that point. Just because it's I a guess, glove doesn't mean it'll react differently. I guess the whole point of gloves is that like you take it off when you get home. Just to like... That's you know, you... If you If you use a glove for more than 20 minutes, it's useless. Really? I didn't know that. 
You think you think about it. Uh, how often do you touch your face? You're touching your face right now on, on webcam. They can't see, but you are. Oh yeah, but when I go out, I don't like. I make a conscious effort not to. I I just. I don't think that's always the case. Yeah, I guess I, I get what you mean. But, uh, uh, um, why, why is a glove cleaning your hands? Once you've washed your hands, they are just as clean No, it as isn't cleaning your hands. It's more just, um, it's making sure that it's easy to dispose of. Like, you sort of can't, you know you can't take your skin off, so you have to wash your hand, but... Don't be so sure about that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> with, with gloves, like, once you've gone out, like, before I get in the car, I just take the glove off. Yeah. Because I, I know that there's nothing in my car. I, I don't doubt that there's like people who are it's who are safe with gloves. But you're thinking about it from the perspective of someone who doesn't have coronavirus avoiding passing it to your car. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking more about the fact that let's say I'm working in food and I have coronavirus, but I'm early into it and I don't have any symptoms. Oh right. You're gonna touch yeah. your face. You're gonna touch your eyes, or you'll touch some clothes where you've touched before. Or something on your body where you've touched it before with contaminated hands. I, I don't think gloves do a great deal for you as much as they're fine. You honestly, yeah. to, to be safe with gloves, if you were like a waiter, you would have to change gloves after delivering food to any table. Yeah, yeah. And course, I think yeah. that that's just if you're going to change gloves that often, you may as well just wash your hands that often. True. Yeah. It's the people crust the gloves. I, I saw this woman in a car. On, I was on Twitter. Someone was filming her, and she was like, she was a Karen. Um, and she was wearing gloves in her car after going grocery shopping, and they were having a, a like an argument across the car. I can't really remember what it was about. It was something about the coronavirus. Yeah. And he was like, "You're wearing gloves," and she's like, "Yes, I am." And he was like, "You're touching your fucking steering wheel. You've just been <laughs> in the supermarket. Whatever was yeah. touched in the supermarket is now on the steering wheel." It's people break that link in their mind between dirtiness because they're wearing gloves. Have you seen that? Um, tweet so, where it's like much. yeah it's the same with masks because like have you seen that tweet where it's like i just saw a man take off his mask to cough he took it off <laughs> <laughs> oh people well like people but with yeah, masks people just break that link yeah where they're wearing them with their fucking nose out <laughs> they're like wear a mask like yeah this. Mm, yes safety time yeah you, you can't see me view, uh listeners but my nose is sticking out over top of my mask but yeah, going back to um, it's embarrassing. People can't work out the stimulus mask. stuff. Mm-hmm. The the, um, the hospitality thing you were talking about is also meant to help tourism. Yeah. Which again, I just think in a way it's counterproductive because, like, do you really want people I don't going out? Really want man? tourism at the moment. I don't. I don't mean to sound like a an angry person from from a quiet town up north that gets bombarded by you know like skiing and stuff like that i don't don't mean to sound like there's people who hate tourism for those reasons i don't want tourism right now because i don't think it's safe for tourists i think it's not as safe for us yeah i I think for the amount of money that they bring into the economy they probably would do more damage in the fact of like needing you know longer furlough more nhs money you you know what i mean i feel like it you won't really gain from it (laughs) yeah and like me and you are both economists like we do be economists the economy should be like yeah, the economy's in the you forefront. Know, more of a... You know, as an economist, yeah. you're taught a little bit to just sort of look at the numbers more than more than the emotions. Like, like yeah, and... you can you could take an awful take from the, from the coronavirus. I don't think this just just to just to preface this, but yeah, coronavirus kills old people. Old people take public ben- like pensions from the government, and they cost the NHS a lot of money. So you could argue that the coronavirus from a, from a, from a 
a pure cold-blooded monster mindset has been beneficial because it reduces government costs yeah but at the same time that's that's what i'm saying that like you have to draw the line a little bit because you have to be a little bit heartless as an economist because you can't think of everyone's feelings all the time but like stuff like that is beyond the the realm of thinking beneficially you know yeah but on the contrary like Mm -hmm. you can't just think about economics all the time yeah like you yeah, know, even so, us as economists are saying that we'd rather yeah. not have the tourism for the economy's sake because we care more about exactly. the health. Even if yeah. caring about the health is from a money point of view a little bit, i.e. it saves us money paying for healthcare, but also the lives are important. Like, Yeah, exactly. So even as economists, you can't just like, oh yeah, short tourism, that, that's, that works. Yeah. And I don't know. I just think there's like really dumb people on both sides of the political spectrum. Yeah, I, I think I think that's, that that's... there's no correct side of the political spectrum. So on every single side and every single viewpoint, there's going to be people who make sense and people who are damn stupid. Exactly. I'm a Chad centrist. I'm a, yeah, me too. Chad centrist. No opinion. Angry at everyone. <laughs> Chad centrist only. Um. <laughs> uh, man, we're gonna get so much shit for that because no one really likes centrists. Well, other than centrists. Mm. The, the fact is that I, I come up as a centrist on a political compass, but I feel like yeah. that's because my views are balanced, not because I don't have views. It's that yeah, I have same. a mix of left and right wing views because yeah. I, I can see the benefits uh, of, of certain things. Like, okay, oh, like from the conservative side, austerity, it's, you know, people have died. You can't, you can't like deny that less spending on healthcare means more people dying. Yeah, but to some extent, I also understand that from like looking at the labour, calling it bad because we can't just spend forever. Yeah, in the, in the world of being a, a government, you have to look at maximising benefit. You can't just say spend all the money, save every life, because in the end of the day, the amount of debt that put you in will put more lives in risk financially, like in the future. You know, like I think you get to the point um, where the NHS goes under, and that would be way more detrimental to a lot of people's lives. The more I think about it, the more I think that this is like a very clever political move from the conservatives. Mm-hmm. Because, look, a lot of old people have died. A lot of people have died just in general. Yeah. Um. So obviously, you know, less healthcare spending on them. Um. And I- I'm sure, like, a large chunk of the thirty billion, um, stimulus we're getting, is from like the savings we've made on them. Oh <laughs> God, that sounds awful. Yeah, but it. Cancel. I I just feel like that's what Uh-oh. they might. That's how like if you look at it as like a very far right, you know, neither authoritarian nor libertarian person, mm-hmm. just like pure right wing. Uh, like you could look at it that way, right? Yeah. So I just think that like it makes them look good that they're giving out this much money. But also, they aren't really losing that much money, if that makes sense. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. But I still think we've, we've it, we're still losing money from the coronavirus. It's three hundred and fifty billion we've spent now on on relief. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. But... but I think the way you know what I'm seeing it like this, right? And this brings us back to what economists are always talking about, which is the goddamn prisoner dilemma and collusion. <laughs> okay, government looks good when they spend money because you go. We need more healthcare funding, and they just give you more healthcare funding. We need more education yeah. funding, and you get more education funding. And goes, oh, thank you, the government. Very cool. Conservatives yeah. come through and they say, we love spending money, don't get me wrong, but we have a lot of debt, and we need to pay it off. So let's do some austerity. Let's spend less. 
and that makes them yeah. look bad and people don't like them and at the moment there's a lot of political turmoil because everyone's got their own damn opinion about the coronavirus and no one has any evidence as to whether it will work because something like this has never happened before yeah no one not, says not at this scale at least yeah, yeah no one says oh look at the last global lockdown we did this and it, and it worked and we did this and it didn't work so we should do this so everyone's got their own fucking opinion and they won't shut up but at the moment the conservatives who have been very austerity pro about spending less money are now spending more money which makes them look good so i wonder at this point are they sort of backstabbing the system of agreeing to save money and instead spending money for their own personal uh benefit in the fact that it makes the conservatives look good I guess um, it makes them look good, but also, you know, the more money that goes into the economy, the rich just get richer. Like, I was reading somewhere, like, America's top 15 billionaires. In that case, the conservatives would be so happy. <laughs> exactly, because it, it's, like, a win-win for them. Yeah. Um, but I was reading somewhere, I think it's, like, the this this statistic might be completely wrong. Just, okay. But, like, the, the idea is sort of there. But I read somewhere, it's, like, the top 15 billionaires in the US have made, like, $30 billion dollars off of the coronavirus yeah. like looking at some businesses and stuff like um was it like nvidia the people that make graphics cards they have uh benefited massively from uh lockdown because people have been buying computers and stuff yeah exactly and like uh, fast and fashion like, again just like yeah. online stuff boohoo asos uh zoom are in like the top 100 growing companies because they're making a shit ton of money out of all this because they're scum even- why who even thought of using zoom like why not discord we, yeah. or even like google hangouts google like hangouts, why zoom? like skype I, I don't i don't know where zoom came from i don't know how they got a good group on the market zoom? uh zoom zoom over zoom well besides besides oh. the besides china <laughs> who really owns oh hate to, sound like a, yeah. hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist here lads i i hate zoom with a fucking passion and it's not because it's laggy or anything like that it's not a tech opinion it's a political opinion because uh, despite being an American company owned by Americans, like wholeheartedly, um, Zoom have repeatedly catered to China and their wishes. And this makes me sound like a massive conspiracy theorist kook, but can I say um, that literally, so Tiananmen Square massacre, obviously very bad thing did happen. Yeah. Sorry, China uh, government. Um, <laughs> but uh, there was a, it was an, it was a, an expatriate, Chinese, so people living in America who have left China, who now live in yeah. America, but are Chinese. They were on Zoom together, holding a, I, I want to say a memorial. I don't know what you call it, like the anniversary of the of the massacre. They were held, they were together. Yeah. Right? Um, upon request from China themselves, Zoom uh, ended their meeting and banned their accounts. Yikes. Yeah. And, well... And they're not even a Chinese company. Fair, I mean, I guess China's improving, knowing that, you know, they'd they'd probably take more drastic measures if the world didn't know, like, if the internet wasn't a thing. Like, yeah. they wouldn't just ban their accounts, they'd probably just, like... Well, if they were in China, they'd all, they'd, all, they'd all go missing. <laughs> oh, so this wasn't in China. Oh, sorry, I no, thought these this were, was in no, China. America, expats in America. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, what like... That's what that's, that's the bit for China because okay if, if it was a Chinese owned company in China because obviously China own a lot of companies in China because of the, the way that I can't remember their, their, their system but you, you, they're you, just like mixed um, yeah they tend to have mixed control yeah um, this is an American company that's independent from China entirely just bending to China's will because China have power over companies because they can say Zoom is now banned in China and Zoom take a massive uh, user hit. base hit yeah yeah it's like um how Netflix removed 
um, like uh, Hassan Minaj's episode from Saudi Arabia, I think. Mm-hmm. I Basically, know. it was just. Do you know Hassan Minaj? He's like um, no. a comedian. He has this show called The Patriot Act. Basically, just talks about like problems. Yeah. And um, he's just like the Saudi Arabian Crown Prince did some really dodgy stuff, and then Saudi Arabia were just like, you know what, Netflix, take this down. And Netflix was like, okay, <laughs> like. Yeah, it's like you have a bit of sway as a big com- as a big country with a lot of money behind them. Same with China. But have you seen the thing where um, India banned fifty nine Chinese apps, and then China's appealing to WHO? Yeah. No, sorry, not WHO, WTO. WTO, World, World Trade, Trade Organization. Organization. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's hilarious. Apparently, look at like TikTok is one of them. Good riddance, honestly. Yeah. Um, there's now talks of TikTok being banned in America. Fantastic. Bring it on. Um, yeah. Boris, next, please ban TikTok. Yeah. No cringe. No cringe allowed. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think TikTok should be banned. Apart from the fact that it, it does have again issues with China and spyware and Tencent. Well, um. That was one of the reasons. Well, India has been considering banning it for like a, like a while now. To the Indian things the... I've seen have been weird. They probably deserve it banned. Yeah, well, <laughs> that too. But um, one of the main reasons was a hint to our next topic, which was um, there were a lot. There's a lot of pedophilia on there, so India was going to ban it anyway. But then China, you know, went like sixty square kilometers into Indian territory, and they were like, "Yep, yeah, fifty nine Chinese." Yeah. Yeah, and but other thing, uh, is that the same with Zoom? Is that they they were also caught selling data? I think it was to Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's any any real allegations against them selling data to China, but I don't also I don't see that being implausible either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like um, it's like um, how Huawei's um, was it CEO yeah. or CFO? They're in jail in Canada right now mm-hmm. for it, and um, Boris was like, you know what, we're gonna be a lot tougher on Huawei and then China was like just fucking try do it because you know obviously they've got a lot more leverage over the yeah. UK in terms of exports absolutely yeah we trade them quite a bit so yeah it's so, it's like I don't know it's the same with TikTok because t- TikTok has been caught out repeatedly for being spyware and selling data yeah it's in their terms and conditions what data they take from you again I sound like an absolute conspiracy theorist again but, it, but it's I, literally there yeah, yeah it's literally there and I'm not saying they're like going to steal your family and take over the United States of America or make the United States of China. It's nothing stupid like that. It's just selling data to foreign countries is bad, especially when they're upfront about doing it and that no one seems to know or care. Yeah, I think at this point, it's like if any of this goes any further, China's going to be very hard to like just stop, you know? Yeah. I it's going to be like that. Sorry? Over, like China over like the last five to ten years have really been pushing the... in like. I don't want to call it human rights because it's not human rights, but the internet, internet rights, they've been really pushing them. Yeah. Like, try, they've been really abusing the internet for their own benefit in some ways. Yeah, like, it, imagine if your it. data get, gets leaked, right? Yeah. It's going to be that Black Mirror episode where, like, everyone rates everyone. <laughs> On like, dive. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where everyone has, like, if you, you can only hang out with, like, five-star people if you get caught yeah. hanging out with, like, Or, like, that episode star. of Community where they did the same thing. Which is why oh, yeah, uh, yeah, meow, yeah, yeah, yeah. meow meow beans. <laughs> oh yeah, that was such a funny episode. That was that community was is such episode. a fantastic show. Just overall, man, I don't know why they didn't put on Netflix earlier. It's so good. I know it's such a good show. I I, I messaged you and I was like, man, this show is unreal. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, yeah, okay, I'll check it out. I'm glad you feel the same. Man. I'm really glad you feel the same. It's just like, it's almost like Always Sunny in Philadelphia humor, but like a little less drastic. 
Yeah, always uh, sunny in original. Philadelphia. Now that I think of it, it has like very edgy humor. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. in the sense that they talk about things that you can't really talk. I mean, about. There, there are like multiple episodes with blackface and stuff like that, and they've gotten away with it. And they, but know. but the thing is that the, the pretense always always sunny in Philadelphia is this show depicts awful people doing awful yeah. things, and so, this is an example of what not to be. Which I'm going to move us into the next topic. I think she's talking about cancel yeah, culture. Because yeah, so. Always Sunny has had so so you, you know the film Tropic Thunder, where Robert yeah. Downey Jr. Robert is Downey in Jr., yeah. blackface. Yeah. Again, very very uh, wonderfully tasteful and not awful. Whatever. Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Philadelphia made a parody episode where they basically refilmed the film. Like but the really two of them badly. are trying to do it, but really bad. And halfway through, they switched roles. <laughs> So like at one point it was just like one white guy and then another guy in blackface and then like they were like I want to switch I want to be this guy you want to be that guy and then they just switch. <laughs> it was yeah, they called it Thundergun. Thundergun, that was it. That episode's been removed off Netflix. Yeah, no, I know. Um, That's kind of. And I'm wondering at what point we drew the line with cancelly stuff because as much as don't get me wrong, blackface very racist. I feel like the way it was used in Always Sunny is not making fun of black people or black culture, but more making fun of racists. Tropic Thunder. And Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like, it might be offensive to some people. We, yeah. We never know. It's true. I, I, can't put my, I can't put myself in the shoes of anyone besides myself in the end of the day, really. I can't yeah. tell how people from different communities and different areas will react to it. So it's, it's fair enough that it's gone. But like... But from our perspective, yeah, I guess. Yeah. One thing that I will say that I'm, I'm going to put my foot down on and, and say is that people are getting upset of non people, non white, pe- non black people voicing a black character or like, and and it goes either way anyway for any culture in like cartoons yeah. and stuff like that. Like, um, oh god, who was I can't remember who it was now. Can you remember any examples of this that has been recently? Um, I'll oh, be from the Simpsons. I do know one. Um, as well, um, uh, Cleveland from Family Guy was yeah. was voiced by a white guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he has stepped down as the voice actor for him now, even though he's been doing it for like years. Well, and to years. be fair, his apology was very sincere. It was, but I don't think that I don't really think that he needed to step down because I I don't think at any point that him being voiced by a white person was ever detracting from the fact that it was like trying to be black representation in the show yeah i guess it it wasn't in a negative light that... yeah like and also the thing is it also sort of it pulls uh attention away from things that are much more important for black lives matter and the whole movement like this isn't what people are asking for people are asking for justice in, in the judiciary and police system in the u.s and instead we're getting people voice actors stepping down and losing jobs do you know what's kind of weird? Um, yeah. So, with the whole Black Lives move- Movement thing, mm. on Instagram, I've seen, like, more black people doing stuff for the movement and just, like, more other races just putting it on their story. Yeah. So, I just think, like, cancel culture is... I was talking about this um, to one of my friends, and she's got this friend that she doesn't really like because they're, like, too preachy and stuff. Okay. Because they just try... And I think what it boils down to is that, like, everyone's just trying to be, like, good, you know? Like, yeah. like it's not it's not that you actually care about these matters so much. It's more that 
well maybe not in regards to black lives matter like i know a lot of people who care mm-hmm. about that yeah, oh, definitely. but like i feel like a some lot people, of other things some people are in it for social accountability and saying that yes yeah. i do care look at my post like it's like, just a way of putting yourself above someone else yeah in like, terms I, I, of morality exactly like i i i in case it isn't already obvious I'm in 100% support of Black Lives Matter and gaining rights for like America and other countries around the world where people are treated poorly because of their race, whether that's like like mm-hmm. institutionally through like like police, judiciary, employment, whatever you name it. But I yeah. I, I don't post on my story about Black Lives Matter. Um, what I'm saying is that you don't have to be vocal to be supportive. You can still sign petitions. You could do like instead of doing like instead of just saying, saying that you support it. Do like, I'd, like yeah. people would rather you did it you like know? like like all the people that posted black pictures with the black lives matter hashtag what did that m- actually do more people posted on that than signed the petition to arrest because at the time yeah. george floyd's uh attackers the police had not been arrested yet more people posted the black square than actually signed that petition yeah and that I, I would rather be on the side that did something as opposed to looking good publicly for doing something do you know what i mean yeah yeah i get what you mean and I'm not saying I'm not trying to distract from people that are create raising awareness on their social media that good because there are plenty of people that are doing it right and are raising awareness but also following their own actions through and donating and signing petitions and like helping and educating those around them. Do you know? What yeah, I, mean? I think donating and protesting are like the two ways yeah, you could actually make exactly. a difference rather than just being like this is like, and it's like bad. as, mu- as like, much as I hope petitions do well, I don't really know how much they actually achieve. Yeah, exactly. I'm not like, gonna stop. how many it, petitions have you seen on yeah. like petition? What, what's that website? Uh, like, change. Change.org. Yeah. How many of them have you actually seen that have been like taken worked. seriously? Yeah. Like with the uh, the woman who was killed when she was sleeping, and I can't remember her name. I'm really bad with names. Who was, was it sleep- Brianna Taylor? That's the one. Yeah, Brianna Taylor. Taylor. Um, the there's been a, there's a mass petition that's been going on for weeks to have her the police that that killed her arrested, but nothing's happened. Yeah. As much as I, I I'm not gonna take a, I'm not gonna say we should stop. Uh, change the org stuff it's like it's like with the masks where people were like it doesn't work 100 percent, so we shouldn't do it that's wrong we should do yeah. what we can and i think if the petition if people want to sign petitions and they help in any way at all i think they should be done but they also aren't aren't an alternative to protests and donating and the other ways that change occurs yeah it's not like because you've signed the petition you cut you shouldn't do like other things other stuff yeah. and that yeah and it's not that the petitions aren't successful, but it's not that they're not the be all and end all way to just end racism, you know, <laughs> or achieve yeah. whatever you're trying to achieve, whatever cause you're after, whether it's environmental um, I, or whatever. I was gonna talk about like the Super Smash Bros stuff. Yeah. Um, you wanted to talk about it, didn't you? About cancel culture. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to get into that. Um, basically, in the scene of Smash Bros and other games, to be fair, it's just that's one of the ones like I sort of follow. Because, like, I just watch some YouTubers that, that play it. And, like, same with a few other games and other things. Um, but especially in Smash Bros. outed for, like, public figures that a lot of people respected have been outed for pedophilia. That's really rough, right? And it all, sort, it all sort of centers around one guy's house, this guy called Sky Williams. Yeah. Who's sort of involved in the scene. Um, I, I don't want to get into the gruesome details because that is, you know, as I said, gruesome. Yeah, but, like, well, but could essentially, you walk me through there, it? there was... There was uh, relations where they were sort of initiated by the girl, but the guy was 30 and she was 17 and they, she was drunk and he was sober. And as a 30-year-old, if a 17-year-old girl, it was her 17th birthday, comes on to you, I feel like it is your responsibility to stop them. Yeah, no, definitely. 
like he, <clears throat> like he didn't stop her and like as much as she was willing she was not old enough to give consent yeah. it's america 17 and even so 17 and 30 is a big gap even in this country where it would technically be legal yeah no i get what you mean she, she, she exactly she wasn't even um she she was drunk as far as i know right because i don't mm-hmm. really know about this ollie just sort of told me about this before <laughs> yeah, the yeah. podcast um um additionally there's another bloke he's friends with the first bloke i just mentioned a second ago there who he's not out he's not publicly gay but he had gay sex with a guy when he was 20 and the kid the kid the guy was 15 oh my god i did not know that yeah and like it wasn't rape the kid again was willing but obviously not old enough yeah so big no no you know you should stop that there was no alcohol involved which almost makes it worse yeah (laughs) in the fact that the guy the 20 year old was 100 percent definitely like sober and couldn't hold himself to that and he he paid him off as he paid him two grand afterwards to keep quiet yeah it's almost like even worse i didn't even know again awful stuff you know, I I expect better because like as, like these guys, I I watched them on YouTube. I just watched them play the game until, and I was like, hey, these guys seem alright. I'm gonna and talk about um. You hate to see it, you know. I'm gonna talk about one guy, who I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you watch Ryan Higa? Um, yes, sometimes. So you know Paco. Paco, yeah. The is he the bald one? No, Paco's the um. I don't know how to describe him. He's just like, he he's in some of the videos. He's in the mustache. No, that's Greg, man. That's Greg, that's Greg, that's definitely Greg. Anyway, Parker's okay. one of the guys from RHPC, right? And um, he's been cancelled, so that's oh your What's happened to him? childhood I, I... gone. But um, basically, the stuff he's been cancelled for, as far as I know, isn't like nearly as bad as what you've been describing. So he's been cancelled. Oh yeah, I know which one Paco is. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been cancelled. Yeah, what, what did he, what did he just do? Just generally being creepy. So there okay. was this one time, like, he met up with this girl, and he was talking about how, like, like sexually frustrated he is, and just, like, holding her hand and stuff. So that's the sort of stuff he's been cancelled for. And, like, a lot of accusations have come out about him, and he's addressed them really well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just seeing one now from someone called Melinda. I think, I think that's the one where he's, like, she was, like, his Tinder date or something. Where, where they met up. No, no, they met up, and they'd already been, like, sexting and stuff. But then they had sex. Yeah. Uh, people, people in the in the in Twitter are, are ripping her and you on for some reason. I don't. Yeah. Know. Um. So a lot of the accusations that have come it. out against have... him have been false, and he's like addressed them really well. But that's what I wanted to talk about cancel yeah. culture. Like it's good. Like in Ollie's example, a lot of people have come yeah. out. Those guys don't deserve a second chance. Yeah. I'll Whereas see with later. Paco, don't let the whole, you know, don't let the door hit you. You know. With Paco, I don't really know the full story as well. Because I sort of just didn't want to watch, you know. These were, like, people I've been watching since I was, like, 10. Yeah. Um, with Paco, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been done, you know, he deserves to get um, punished for it, you know, severely. Yeah. But, like, a lot of the but... stuff that's being made up, like, that could seriously impact his life and just, like, ruin his career yeah. and stuff. And you you also have to think about it a little bit. It's, okay, imagine this, imagine this is, uh, you yeah, know, obviously it is real life, but imagine you personally knew someone. Yeah. And you knew a guy, and whatever happened to Paco happened to your friend. Yeah. Okay, if your friend had one infraction in this sort of thing, you wouldn't, like, just completely, like, get them fired, completely cut ties. You would probably want to know their perspective and hear their story and see evidence. 
But when it's public figures, you're held to a higher standard. Yeah, so... And I almost feel like, to some extent, that the standard's a bit high and that people aren't really given time to explain themselves or second chances or to like, uh, the opportunity to learn from mistakes. And obviously the ones I mentioned, some mistakes aren't learnable. The damage is done and the, the action is too severe to offer a second chance. But there's other situations where I've seen other people being cancelled who have, have like explained their story and uh, been luckily granted by the community some understanding and like some human-to-human sort of like a chance, you know, to explain themselves as opposed to I instantly guess... being just yeeted and deleted. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. I guess it's just because like, like you look happens... up to these people. Yeah, but it's like what happened to um, you know, uh, Toby Turner. I've heard Tabuscus. that name. You know Tabuscus? No. You know, like the guy that did like the Nugget and a Biscuit song and shit. Yeah, no idea. And like Happy Wheels videos. Anyway, he did like he was a he's a kids ish mm-hmm. uh, YouTuber, and. There was like like uh, an array of this was happened like two or three years yeah. ago. Array of wild wild accusations against him being an awful rapist. There was this one just one girl and an abusive relationship and like physically abusive and so much disgusting stuff. And I read it and I was like, wow man, I really hate that I looked up to this guy when I was younger. Yeah, because I loved watching his videos because I was a little kid. And then uh, six, it was about six months. Everyone had cut ties with him, like uh, YouTuber friends. He'd like deleted those of his videos. He'd gone off the internet and like disappeared. Yeah. The girl came out and said that all the allegations were fake, and that they did know each other, and that's true, which is why the story was given credibility. Yeah, but that the allegations were completely baseless because he did defend himself and said these allegations are baseless, but no one believed him. It's just that, like in today's day and age, it's very easy to be mean to someone just because yeah. it's over the internet. But it, like if you yeah. had to say all this stuff to Tabascus to his face in like a crowd of people, yeah. You, you wouldn't be able to that would be yeah. yeah much more different and it's the, the thing is but the damage was already done he's his youtube career has never recovered yeah it's been years now it was it was more like four years ago i think this actually oh, happened yeah, he, he he used to make daily gaming videos daily and they would get hundreds of thousands of views and he had his fan base and they were very loyal and they were like they're kids they're like you know maybe like like nine to thirteen is probably his ideal people yeah and he and he has no infractions against him anymore there's no outstanding allegations. There's no stuff he's been forgiven for. He has done, as far as I know, as of this point of recording, absolutely nothing wrong. But it's too late. His, the damage is irreversible, and now he releases maybe one YouTube video every two weeks. Yeah, like, going back to what you were saying about, like, if this was your friend. Like, Ryan Heger, mm-hmm. um, he started streaming a lot now. So I saw this clip of him. Yeah, yeah, he streams to some people I watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he was streaming, and he was talking about it, and... He was just like, he, as soon as the allegations, well, basically they stopped shooting. Like he was just like, I'm going to take a break. So people think that Parker got fired, but you know, they just yeah. stopped recording before that could happen. But um, he he said he rang Parker up and he was like, if these allegations are false, you know, I'll back you up a hundred percent. And like, you know what? I'll help you out. Like, yeah, yeah we, we have to, right yeah. There. But then Parker was like, you know what, I can't do this to you. Like, some of the stuff is true, and obviously a lot of it isn't, and I just want to handle it, you know, by myself. And I feel, yeah. feel like that's the best way to do it. Like, as far as cancel, yeah. as far as... I'm glad he's been gi- I'm glad he's been given a, ca- a platform to defend himself. Like, yeah. with, with, like, Toby Turner, Tabuscus, he defended himself like, relentlessly um, and, and denied all allegations, and, and all the allegations were false. Yeah. But the damage was irre- irreparable. People on Reddit and people on Twitter... Uh, are so quick to just jump to conclusions and believe someone without any evidence. Yeah, no, definitely. But it's it's scary and it takes away from the 
validity of real victims having because like, let's face it in a lot of these circumstances where things have happened it is hard to produce factual physical evidence yeah you know a lot of um a lot of times even if it is so, true like in in the justice yeah. system at least maybe not on the internet it's hard to find evidence yeah, yeah pe- people who are victims are but if people if people are sprinkling in all these fake allegations amongst people who have really been abused, yeah, it's just going to make people more skeptical. It's so hard to trust people that have genuinely have not much evidence, but were genuinely victims of like awful things. Yeah, so like with like obviously the judicial system, as I was talking about, um, mm-hmm. like if you're a victim, it sort of the burdens on you to prove that the other person's yeah. in, in in this country the burden of proof for a criminal case like sexual assault like physical assault and battery and whatever, is the the quotes in, and, and the wording in law is beyond all reasonable doubt. Yeah. So. And of course, all these stories that I've, I've heard in the last couple of weeks, there's been a big wave of this stuff coming yeah. out, have probably not met that reasonable doubt. And some people have done the right thing after doing the wrong thing, obviously, and said they're true, I'm leaving the scene, goodbye, yeah. whatever. But like all, almost all of these cases are legally impossible to prove. Yeah, no. Which is, like, bad. So we have to sort of rely on the internet to deal with these things, which is why I think it's really important that people in cancer culture be careful and make sure that they at least only act when they have the most information possible and they wait for both sides to give their story before coming to such rash conclusions. But again, going back to, like, the whole morality thing, I don't think that's going to happen because people just want to be like, oh, look, I know that this is wrong. Look at me talk about how wrong this is. Yeah, guys, rape bad. It's like yes, absolutely, rape is bad, but you don't you don't know what's really happened here until you hear both sides of a story. Yeah, and so and some some allegations are false. And some it's just true. about putting yourself on a pedestal of morality just because you have yeah. acknowledged that something is bad. Yeah, but without even considering the fact that if it's not true, you've then just ruined someone's career because you were too quick to judge them. Yeah. Before they produce their own proof, or the person comes out and says the allegations are false, or, or whatever happens. I know. Man. I, want, I just want to talk about one, one more, one more case of this. There's this guy. Do you know offline TV? Uh, no, no. They stream with Ryan Heger. No, no idea. Um, they're, they're, anyway, they're a, they're a bunch of streamers that live together in California. Yeah. Um and. Yeah. What about them? They um one of their house members. What his name's Fedmeister was outed for a lot of creepy behaviour. Yeah. Um, and like like they've kicked him out of the house, and like he's like, not he stopped live streaming and all sorts of stuff has happened to him. Um, and at, at first, uh, I I will say these cancer culture did behave quite well around yeah. him. Yeah. Is is that at first they did genuinely want to hear him out, and they genuinely wanted to hear Fed's side and hear what he has to say because I respected I respected. You can see how this story is going to go if I said respected yeah. <laughs> him. And I was like, I want to hear what Fed has to say because the way it started was the group brought him in. The other six, I think it's like six of them or seven of yeah. them, brought, brought him in and had an intervention and said, you need to stop doing this and this because like he was like, he was like made like very bad moves towards female house housemates. Oh, yikes. Like, oh, that is so and bad. Like, 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 and he would be like drunk. Like, oh, sorry, I was drunk. Or, oh, oopsie, I don't remember. And then like, one time he was like, I don't remember doing something. Like he like touched someone through their shirt. And then the morning after he was like, oh yeah, I don't remember anything. Like, and then he got drunk again and was like, and then apologized. Yeah. So I was like, obviously he does remember it. Yeah. A lot of, a lot, I, I won't bother getting into all the allegations. There's a, there's a, it's, it's not one big thing he did, most, more so the amount, the, the amount of little repeated things, yeah. small things and behavior. Yeah. Like he would like isolate 
one of them from her friends oh, and tell so the weird. friends loads of lies about her yeah. to try and make him closer to her. Yeah. And he would lie to people saying that they were dating so that other guys would stay away from her and then but like do that all behind her back where she doesn't know. Yeah. Yikes. It's it's all sorts of little things like that. He doesn't deserve second chance, I don't think. He needs to go and get professional help, which he has agreed to do, which is good. And he needs to sort out his drinking problem and he needs to sort out his attitude problem towards women because he's like textbook nice guy. Yeah. Like lots of manipulation and treating women like shit because he doesn't get what he wants with them. Yikes, man. Sort of like an insult then. But yeah, but they did give him a chance to explain himself and he didn't explain himself very well. And more and more allegations from friends of the group come have come out and they've all spoken about it together. Which is good. I think in that situation, at least, Council Culture did behave the way it wanted to because they waited for all the evidence. They waited for like him to be like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, I did this. Yeah. Hold, be accountable. And they waited for witnesses and stuff to all come forward and then he was gone. I get what you mean. Which is I good. mean, in, in that sense, is... Council Culture is good because like... Yeah, that's that's what I want to see from it because you don't, you know, I'm glad that he stepped down of his own yeah. accord after being kicked out of the group and and didn't and try he's actually to getting help be toxic it, towards know? other people. Like, a, yeah, I don't want him to come back, but I want him to become a better like, person. You know, a lot of the time when you're just being like bombarded with insults, you sort of just defend yourself rather than actually look at yeah. what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And um, so with cancel culture, another thing, as much as we've been chewing on it, like it's it provokes people, doesn't it? Yeah, but like no. it, it's um. It, it's made it easier for people to come forward, I guess. So I guess in that way... Oh, absolutely. Because you, if if the people are very quick to back victims, as much as that can be detrimental, it can also be beneficial in victims that need support and feel like they wouldn't get it otherwise. Yeah. So I guess... So I, I, I guess cancel culture is good, but it's works. gone too far, you know? Yeah, I hope that over the years, reform in the community will help cancel culture achieve what it wants to achieve, like it did with Fed. I feel like it, you know, I didn't really see any cancel culture issues there at all. There's perhaps a bit too much bullying towards the victims. The only that's the only cancel culture I've seen where they perhaps took his side too early. Yeah. I I saw some people doing that, but they were in the minority and they were like shunned by the rest of the community, which is good. Yeah. Because I don't think if you look at the people in in a community, I don't think anyone in the community is particularly bad people. Like as much as like anyone will be bad people. Yeah. But the way that the community acts as a whole can be or is toxic. I guess um it's just that with his demographic, people didn't feel like they needed to be like on the pedestal of morality like they, they just didn't feel yeah. like they had to be above everyone else so yeah I guess and also good. people didn't want to believe it as well which is which is also bad to be fair but it did it did that balanced out but also i don't like that people did that yeah and like denied the victims before even seeing evidence like if you think about it counterculture really is just like a bunch of angry teens right it yeah. is yeah it's just bandwagons that's what it is you get one person on twitter be like fuck this person, they did this. And people are like, what, they did this? They don't really do their research and they jump in and it just it's like snowballs into yeah. something out of control and like, that no one in the group is really wishing for. Yeah, and like as a teen, you know, obviously you're insecure. You want attention, positive attention. It's easy, yeah. You want to jump yeah. on that bandwagon. So like, that's why cancel culture is yeah, a thing. for the right yeah. thing. Even without, you think it's the right thing, but you, you jump on the right, on the bandwagon before even uh, verifying that the thing you're fighting for exactly. is the truth. You, you don't really understand that there's consequences, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy to say rape is bad, but it's more difficult and more controlled to say, well, did did this really happen? Is this the whole story? And then once you find that out, if it was just someone being raped, get that you know, get that fucker out of the community. Yeah, you know? exactly. But like, it's hard to wait because you don't know what to wait for. In the end of the day, the, the community is a hive mind, and like you know, everyone's separate. Mm-hmm. It's like like it, okay, if if cancel culture was one person, they would be hated. Yeah. Exactly. 
but we don't hate the people in cancer culture we just understand that it's difficult to be part of it yeah i agree what you mean <laughs> but anyway i think um i think we'll call it there to be honest what yeah think? i think that's good anything else you want to quickly jump in about yeah I th- yeah i think um we've talked about everything we wanted to talk about um this was a bit yeah. of a heavy episode in terms of it was a bit of a heavy episode in terms of the topics we tackled um but i felt they're important topics. they are important topics and you know most of our podcasts have been about like sort of light-hearted stuff stuff we sort of just made fun of yeah i think this was a good change yeah um, yeah i don't want to make fun of these things you know yeah so um as much as you could crack, crack jokes i feel like it's, it's not sensitive to victims and people exactly yeah. Bit, yeah and i mean i think it's good that we anyway. discuss the economy as well just because like, it's something we're interested in economics in yeah, voice exactly. <laughs> We'll be back, in, back into the funnies next week, guys. Don't worry. I'll say fart at least twice. Promise. Yeah, just do it now, man. Um, don't, don't promise them something they won't get. There fart. We go. Fart. That's three Thank times. You. That's, I said at least twice. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, Checkmate. Cancelability. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we're cool with that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see you guys we'll soon. See you guys soon. Take care. Bye-bye.